Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. You're listening to Rob Kendall. The Republican Party in Indiana sees zero problem in record spending, in record taxation. And Casey Daniels. You went out there and said, please vote for me. You debated other people on why you're the better person for the position. Suck it up. This is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIPC. Good morning. It is Wednesday, February 8th. It is seven minutes after nine, and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Name me one world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name one. Name me one. Okay, we got yelled at last night for about 80 minutes. President Biden gave his second State of the Union address that acted as a soft launch for his 24 presidential bid. He got cheers from Democrats, especially when he called to ban assault weapons and to codify Roe v. Wade. And he got the jeers from the Republicans on the border and also Social Security. He called for political unity to finish the job. A lot of yelling. Finish the job. A lot of of repeated yelling. Oh, boy. It was a uh, divided Congress. 80-minute speech. Sounded like my wife from the back door when I'm out in the yard doing something. Finish the job! (laughs) Edge it! Finish it! (laughs) You started it! Finish it! I mean, okay, so... Okay, the big takeaway last night or yesterday wasn't even Biden's speech. It was what Kevin McCarthy did before the speech, which then Biden was able to reference numerous times during the Mm -hmm. speech and totally stuck it in the face of the Republicans that Kevin McCarthy just gave everything away before the speech. We'll get to that in a a moment. But Casey, there was one piece of audio that I wanted to touch on uh, just very briefly because we could play the whole speech and laugh at all of it, but I wanted to try to kind of give a well-rounded mm-hmm. synopsis of those of you who were not subjected to the speech last <laughs> night. Uh, so, of course, Biden literally just let a spy balloon from China fly mm-hmm. across the entire country collecting data and who knows what else, and yet he had the audacity to claim during the State of the Union China's influence is decreasing. Before I came to office, the story was about how the People's Republic of China was increasing its power and America was failing in the world. Not anymore. Remember, this, we talked about this before, the show, what is it, Impractical Jokers, mm-hmm. where there's the kind of the three comedians and they're behind a, a, a backdrop somewhere and the one another comedian is in a public place and they have an earpiece where they're telling him ridiculous things to say to the people around him mm-hmm. to solicit a response. That almost sounded like, in many parts of this speech, almost sounded like the Impractical Joker guys were in Biden's ear going, now, now say China's influence is decreasing. <laughs> As the spy balloon just floated across the country. Uh, you know, I've had my wisdom teeth pulled. Yes. And I was swollen for days mm-hmm. and couldn't talk. Sure. And it was more pleasurable than that State of the Union address last night. Five big moments from the speech oh, I yes. want to cover. Go ahead, yes. Okay, one is when uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene was shouting out, liar! Uh-huh. 
called him a liar. And then Kevin McCarthy was shushing everyone. Uh-huh. He had his own Ben Affleck moment, right? Uh-huh. It was like J-Lo was there. Shh, shh. You also had when Biden repeated the claim that he created 12 million new jobs. Mm-hmm. And uh, also the ban assault weapons now. What is an assault weapon? I've asked this question for years, and I asked mm-hmm. it on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall last night. What is an assault weapon? Like, mm-hmm. what? what is the de- the definition? Uh, I mean, the purpose of a gun mm-hmm. is to what? Shoot something. Yeah. Right? Every weapon, knife, gun, whatever... The premise of it is to assault something. Yeah. Finally, there was the kiss. Oh, boy. Did you see the kiss? So this is a, I mean, this is a legitimate concerning thing, right? Uh, Joe Biden's wife Mm -hmm. was totally smooching with Kamala Harris's husband. Mm -hmm. The second gentleman. It wasn't like a peck on the cheek, which is fine. This was like a full-fledged kiss they were holding hands brushing each other's hair <laughs> making out up in the box i mean this, this was Are like a, in the box this was like a weird i mean am i wrong casey because i look i'm a total partisan hack and so i totally think biden's a loser and a weirdo but i mean the, this is this was odd wasn't it? it 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 did come it lingered let's just put it like that it lingered a little past the comfortable stage and again I, I, it needs its own segment because the biggest part of yesterday was not anything biden did because everything biden did we expect it right there was there it was more government more government spending how great the economy is it, it's all the stuff we expected it is the kevin mccarthy thing though and at next segment we will go into it mm-hmm. was the story of the day because to steal a phrase from the late football coach dennis green the republicans are who we thought they were and kevin mccarthy proved that yesterday yeah however uh Sarah Huckabee Sanders gave the response Mm -hmm. to the State of the Union. Um, And let's play a little bit of that and then get into it. Beyond our border from Afghanistan to Ukraine, from North Korea to Iran, President Biden's weakness puts our nation and the world at risk. And the president's refusal to stand up to China, our most formidable adversary, is dangerous and unacceptable. President Biden is unwilling to defend our border, defend our skies, and defend our people. He is simply unfit to serve as commander-in-chief. So she's getting great reviews Mm -hmm. from this response. Now, you know me, Casey. I like the wild, the wacky, the eclectic, and the unpredictable. So her just reading a prompter didn't do much for me. But a lot of people said she knocked this out of the park. I thought she came across as very professional and very well thought out. She went on to say that his weakness puts our nation and the world at risk. And she did take a dig at his age. She said, at 40, I'm the youngest governor in the country. And at 80, he's the oldest president in American history history and she asserted that it's time for a new generation of republican leaders and that was kind of the theme of her speech it's time for a new generation of republicans okay casey in the hierarchy of success she's 40 so she is just slightly older than me mm-hmm. which one of us has been more successful and more influential she's a governor mm-hmm. 
but we're very important on the most powerful media outlet in the state. So where where am I in the comparison? You trying to, try to size yourself? Well, up I'm just trying to see how, how 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 I'm doing compared to Sarah uh, Huckabee Sanders. Well, I think you both sound very intelligent and well thought out. Yeah, I see. They should let me give the response. <laughs> you know, I don't know. She was pretty controlled. Yeah. During her response. Well, that's my point. I mean, everybody says how great it was. Well, again, how hard is it really to read off a teleprompter? Uh, right. This is not Lincoln well, writing the Gettysburg Address. Here she's reading words someone else wrote. Ask Biden because he mumbled through that speech last. Well, night. okay, Casey, but again, <laughs> I think we should have by traditional political standards. Look mm-hmm. again, this is not uh, Reagan writing. Uh, you know, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. It's mm-hmm. ripping on Joe Biden mm-hmm. for words someone else wrote. How, how hard? Like I could read a teleprompter for mm-hmm. whatever five minutes or however long she's got to give that response I, yeah. I I don't think this is something we should like hoist her up on our shoulders and carry her off the field like the end of Rudy or anything like that but a lot of people I guess are doing that today well she's making sweeping reforms to the education system in her state and calling on all Republicans to take a look at what she's doing because she considers herself a leader in that area all right so before we get to Kevin McCarthy uh screwing every American like we uh promised that he would um you remember Kevin McCarthy, right? Jim Banks voted for Kevin McCarthy 15 times mm-hmm. and uh, said how great he was. So we'll get to that here in just a second. Uh, Trump did his own response of to course. the uh, State of the Union, and I actually thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty solid. It's a little longer than we normally play, but it's Trump, and people like Trump, so let's hear it. Here's the real State of the Union. <laughs> Over the past two years under Biden, millions and millions of illegal aliens from 160 different countries have stormed across our southern border. Drug cartels are now raking in billions of dollars from smuggling poison to kill our people and to kill our children. Savage killers, rapists, and violent criminals are being released from jail to continue their crime wave. And under Biden, the murder rate has reached the highest in the history of our country. Biden and the radical Democrats have wasted trillions of dollars and caused the worst inflation in half a century. Real wages are down 21 months in a row. Gas prices have soared and are now going up much higher than even before. And the typical American family is paying $2,200 in increased energy and food costs each year. Joe Biden's weaponized Justice Department, and I'm a victim of it, (laughs) is persecuting his political opponents. His administration is waging war on free speech. They're trying to indoctrinate and mutilate our children. He's leading us to the brink of World War III. And on top of all of that, he's the most corrupt president in American history, and it's not even close. But the good news is we are going to reverse every single crisis, calamity, and disaster that Joe Biden has created. I am running for president to end the destruction of our country and to complete the unfinished business of making America great again. We will make our country better than ever before, and we will always put America first. All right. So there you go. There's Trump. It's Kendall and Casey on 93. All right, this is the real State of the Union. Well, it's more like this is the real response, you know? Right. I mean, it's not as controlled as uh, Sarah Huckabee Uh, Sanders, uh, but it was honest. All right, so when we come back, we're going to get into the most important thing that happened yesterday, Kevin McCarthy. And it only took about four weeks, Casey, Mm -hmm. stabbing every single American in the back. Gee, who told you that was going to happen? Rob Kendall explains next on 93 WIBC. Don't you want somebody to know? 
22 minutes after 9, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's take a look at some trending things this morning. Tiki Bob's is closing. For more than two decades, it's been part of the downtown Indianapolis nightlife. The owner says criminals are no longer held accountable for their actions, and I refuse to be the scapegoat for the violent crime plaguing Indianapolis. So Tiki Bob's will close. Another thing of my youth stolen from me by Joe Hawkshead. Did you used to hang out there? No, not out there, but around there. Okay. I usually kind of... You kinda, loitered. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you're hopping and you're rolling past, and, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and it just, look, we've just seen this at one area establishment after another downtown in which the risk is not worth whatever reward might be left. Mm -hmm. Also trending, Niche Magazine, or actually Niche Website, has listed the cities with the lowest cost of living in the country. Three cities from Indiana made the list. Wow. Fort Wayne was number one. Uh Uh-huh. South Bend, Indiana, number four. Oh. Evansville, number seven. Wow. And finally trending, the Grammys still, their viewership surged 30% to a three-year high. They bounced back, having the largest audience since 2020. Why? <laughs> like, what, what, was there something that happened there that you would say, oh, a flood of, a cavalcade of people are just very uh, excited about the Grammys mm-hmm. because so-and-so is performing? No, they wanted to see Bonnie Raitt win, I guess, and upset all those millennials and Gen Zers. All right. I, 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 so we're going to get the Kevin McCarthy thing, but I need more than like three minutes. Yeah. So um, why don't we just hold on to that if that's okay? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk about, we actually had this scheduled. I'm just doing a little inside baseball here uh, with Casey. But uh, <laughs> at the 1020 uh, segment down there, if you want to scroll down there, yeah. we were going to talk about how much money is being wagered on the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. It's, that is an unbelievable amount. So the Wall Street Journal had an article in which they are saying that 50 million people are going to bet on the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and collectively they're going to bet 16 billion with the B dollars mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in this country 16 billion dollars is going to be wagered on the Super Bowl that is unbelievable it's up 66% from last year. More people will be gambling this year probably than ever. And is that because more states have legalized gambling? Oh yeah, it's got it's got to be and it becomes accepted right and and as we see and this is the thing we always see that there's always the 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 threat from the I call them the do-gooder crowd where, you know, the world's going to end if, and we've seen this in this state on everything, the world's going to end if they legalize sports betting. Mm-hmm. The world's going to end if you legalize Sunday alcohol sales. Mm-hmm. And it really shows how ridiculous things like the the argument they have now on, on marijuana, you know, medical marijuana, legalization of, of recreational marijuana. The world never actually ends. And all that we've seen in the state of Indiana is people having a really good time spending their own money as they see fit. It makes sports more enjoyable for people to watch, and it creates revenue for the Treasury. Okay, so this is also going to be the first Super Bowl that's going to be played in a state with legalized sports betting. Oh, yeah. So you can bet in the stadium, you can bet around the stadium, and across the country, too. Now, and we'll we'll get into this with Hammer when he comes Mm -hmm. in, and- uh, Are you going to lay some coin down? Well- Maybe I don't know. I mean, I just I'm not uh, I've not been as into sports betting 
this past year, obviously with getting married and now the baby and mm-hmm. uh, just all this. I've had I've had other things. I've had other things on my mind, mm-hmm. but I think I may on this one. I may I won't be doing a Nigel. I won't be throwing uh, four bills down bet. on yeah. anyone in anger. But I think I may. But uh, uh, it does. But th- th- it comes back to and this is the argument right on on marijuana or Sunday alcohol sales. Uh, I'm not going to whether I bet on the Super Bowl or not. There's zero reason that a person who wants to place an adult, a consenting adult who wants to place a bet on the Super Bowl shouldn't be allowed to do that. The same way as I'm not going to smoke marijuana if it is ultimately legalized, but if someone's going to do that in the privacy of their own home and it doesn't affect me, mm-hmm. what do I care? What do I care what Kevin does or you do in the privacy of your own home? It doesn't affect me at all. And we just are a society that wants to no- be nosy in other people's business. If it doesn't hurt us, if it doesn't harm society, what do we care? Yeah, it's definitely going to be a record-breaking year for sports betting. But one thing I wanted to mention, I was going to save this for trending stories, but I'll tell you now since we're talking about it. There's going to be a Taco Bell big blank Mexican pizza. So available for people in Arizona, it's the Taco Bell Mexican pizza no way. the size of a pizza. Big pizza-sized Mexican this pizza. This is for the Super Bowl? For the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah. You know, Rod Stewart was right. Some guys have all the luck. I know. It's not a show unless we mention the Mexican pizza. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. All the moon belongs to 934, it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Thanks for listening this morning. So let's talk about your friend, your pal. What the hell is this? Casey, you always start so soon on the pop music. What is this? <laughs> what This song? What are you playing? This is uh, Sam Cooke. This is Sam Cooke? Yeah, which I thought you liked him. Yeah, that's fine. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Keith. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's just like, what? What are you playing? Okay, let's talk about Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> He's defended using the debt ceiling as a bargaining chip to secure spending cuts. He gave these remarks and he said debt limit debates have been used for nearly every successful attempt to reform federal spending in living history. Why? Well, because the problem only gets solved when both parties come to the table. And then he pointed out that Biden has opposed debt limit increases when he was a senator. They met. Nothing was decided. Uh Uh-huh. Is everything on the table or is everything off the table? What's going on? Well, you know, Casey. It's an arithmetic problem, right? You know, Casey, (laughs) my least favorite part of every show. And for those of you watching on the YouTube chat, uh, you're about to see this. Casey can describe what I'm doing here. Putting his feet up. Yeah, you know, my least favorite part of every show is where I have to sit back in my chair and come on these airwaves that you can hear from Illinois to Ohio and all points in between and have to tell people how right I was. And, you know, I hate. (laughs) to do that, but that's why the show is so popular, because so often we are so right, and, well, this is one of those instances, because Casey, yes, we told everyone what Kevin McCarthy was, we told everyone what the Republicans in the House would be Mm -hmm. if Kevin McCarthy was elected Speaker, and yet... 
people like Jim Banks just over and over and over and over. And I forgot how many times I said over, but 15 times in the case of our our pal Jim Banks, who, by the way, will not come on this show. Mm -hmm. He'll come on other shows. He's coming on Tony's show this afternoon to discuss voting for Kevin McCarthy 15 times. They told us how great Kevin was. They told us what a fighter Kev was. Mm-hmm. They told us how, oh no, it's going to be it's going to be different this time. And well, old Kev has come out of his meeting with Biden and said, well, you know, we can work together. And I think that's kind of weird that you think you can work with a radical lunatic leftist who wants to destroy this country. But Kev said yesterday, well, let's just let's just play the audio of what big Kev is taking off the table. Cuts to Medicare and Social Security, they're off the table. Oh, there it is. Defaulting on our debt is not an option. But neither is a future of higher taxes, <laughs> higher interest rates, and an economy that doesn't work for working America. Okay, go ahead, go ahead stop it. Let's stop it. Let, 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 Kevin, Kevin, if you can for me, I just want to play about the first five seconds of that again, so just we can all be very clear of what we heard mm-hmm. right there. Can we do that again? Cuts to Medicare and Social Security, Uh they're off the table. Okay. (laughs) Perfect. Okay, so he says that he wants a balanced budget while simultaneously claiming that he doesn't want to take steps. So we told you from the beginning that this guy's a clown, that this guy is an establishment stooge, that any person that Mitch McConnell is openly cheerleading for is not a person that is serious about getting spending or inflation under control. And we told you from the beginning that we were going to find out these bullcrap bills that the Republicans are passing about the IRS agents and, you know, the the tax code and all this other stuff means nothing. Mm -hmm. It means nothing. And Republicans always do this when they know things won't pass. They'll pass these bills that they don't actually want to pass, but then they go, look, see what we did? See we all these promises we kept? We told you from the beginning that was all bullcrap, and the only thing that was going to matter was this debt ceiling negotiation because that's when they hold all the cards. And Kevin McCarthy right there said the two things, the two things that gave him the power, which was the ability to keep defaulting on the national debt on the table, which Biden's told us we can't do. Mm -hmm. So if you're willing to do that and Biden's told you you can't do that in a business negotiation, you have all the power. Everything should be on the table if you actually want to get stuff done. And right there he's told you, I will not allow the national debt to be defaulted on. So Biden knows all this bravado is just Mm -hmm. that. It's just bravado. And the thing that actually needs to be reformed, if you're actually serious about getting spending and the national debt under control long term, which is the entitlements, because you have way more people that are getting the entitlements now than people that are working for the entitlements. And I am but a product of the public education system, but simple math tells us when more people are getting stuff than people paying in, that doesn't work. Kevin McCarthy has taken that off the table, too. To steal a line from the late great coach Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were. The Republicans are who we thought they were. And Jim Banks let Kevin McCarthy off the hook. Okay, so McCarthy said of all of the dangers we face, the greatest threat to our future is our national debt. Uh But this is kind of like someone who says, I really want to lose weight. And then they pull up into the McDonald's drive-thru and they order a Big Mac Mm -hmm. and a large fry and a big chocolate shake and a small Diet Coke. (laughs) Right? (laughs) 
doesn't work that way. Uh, you're, you are so spot on with that. And look, Jim Banks is a big coward. He's a big fake tough guy who will go on other shows and TV shows and radio shows and bluster and bravado about spending and debt and everything else. But he won't come on this show. And we know you listen, Jim. And, and I've got the text messages to show that you listen or your people listen. So you're aware of every word I say. You'll go on other shows and be a big tough guy. He will not come on this show. And look, Jim Banks is going to be a U.S. senator. There's no doubt now they've cleared the field. There's not going to be a challenger to him. And the Democrats are completely useless in this state. So he's going to win that easily. So Jim will be a senator. Uh, but the, the reality is he's not going to come on this show and answer these questions because Jim Banks, along with the rest of the Republican delegation, in Indiana, went to the mat for Kevin McCarthy, and he didn't even make it a month, Casey, <laughs> before he already did the thing that any person with an ounce of common sense absolutely knew was going to happen. He was going to screw the American people because he is not a serious person, and the Republican Party is not a serious party, and this is why I am the way I am with these people, because this was so obvious, and the only reason that you would vote for Kevin McCarthy is if kissing the ring finger of the establishment... Jim Banks was more important to you than serving the people and the interest of this state. We're done here. It's it, it already happened. They didn't even make it. They didn't make it a month. Okay, so if these entitlements are off the table, can they piecemeal it? A million here, a no. million here, a million here. It's not enough to make a difference, a, right? You're, you're thirty-one trillion dollars in debt. Inflation is skyrocketing. The price of food and everything else is mm-hmm. completely out of whack. You, the, the steps you would have to take in order to get this stuff under control, and this is what the Republicans are going to do. They're going to get, like you said, a million dollars here, and they're going to get a million dollars there, and they're going to come out and in a you know a trillion deficits, annual deficits, well over a trillion dollars. They're going to look at a hundred million in savings, which is fine. We should want those those savings, but they're going to get $100 million or $200 million or however many billion and go, look at what we did. Look at all the savings we held out for and look at how strong and fiscally responsible you are or we are. Uh, yeah, but uh, the deficit's still over a trillion dollars. Look at how fiscally responsible we are. But Casey, we knew this. Mm-hmm. We knew this last year okay. when Todd Young at the Stax Pancake House, <laughs> moving very aggressively towards me in a room full of people, said, I'm not stopping spending the money. We all knew this was going to happen. Put the fork down and get on the treadmill. <laughs> It is 942. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about what Donald Trump has going on. He's escalated his attacks on Ron DeSantis. He uh, he was posting pictures of Ron DeSantis that were pretty old, right? We don't even know it's Ron DeSantis. Okay, this, Mock and I talked about, this was before you got here. Mm-hmm. This is how long this photo has been out here. Mock and I talked about this well over a year ago. So there is a photo. Ron DeSantis, his first job, he was mm-hmm. a fresh out of college, 22, 23, whatever he was. And he was a high school teacher in, I believe, Rome, Georgia. And obviously, Ron DeSantis was very popular because, mm-hmm. well, he's charismatic and charming and good looking and all the things he still is today. And there is a photo that surfaced well over a year ago of a guy who looks like Ron DeSantis holding what appears to be a beer in his hand mm-hmm. with other Students, well, staff, young, faculty, young. You have no. They're younger women, but you have no idea. Are these women in college? Are these women uh, high school age? Are, are they twenty one? There's there's no context to the photo. You don't. This guy looks like Ron DeSantis, but you don't know it's Ron DeSantis. You have no idea who these women are, what age they are, and yet Donald Trump is 
on on his official Donald Trump account, mm-hmm. retweeting people mm-hmm. who here is the the photo of these women and this guy, whether it's DeSantis or whoever. And Donald Trump is retweeting this, and here is the caption of this photo. Here is Ron DeSanctimonious grooming high school girls with mm-hmm. alcohol as a teacher, and it's a throw-up face. Trump is, on multiple occasions, retweeting, retruthing, re-whatever. This is insane, Casey. Yeah. Or, this is insane. He said, that's not Ron, is it? <laughs> he would never do such a thing. Well, a recent poll from Club for Growth showed that DeSantis leads Trump by nine percentage points in a hypothetical head-to-head. And, okay, let's pretend He's the guy- worried. Let's pretend the guy worried. is DeSantis, Casey. Let's just say this is Ron DeSantis. You have no idea who these girls are. Mm-hmm. They certainly look like they could be college-age girls. Mm-hmm. And if he's a 22 or 23-year-old teacher and he's at a college party with college-age people who are of legal age to drink, what, there's not, absolutely zero wrong with that. And, you know, Kev's a party animal. Kev, when you were 22, <laughs> 23, you ever venture into a college party where you didn't exactly know everyone's age? That ever happened to you? Uh, Did you ask everyone, may I see your photo ID to know that you're 21 years old? No, I didn't really care. No, because it doesn't happen to anyone. Every dude under the sun who had any sort of college experience or social experience in their mid, early, mid 20s, whatever, wandered into Mm -hmm. various houses and parties and took pictures with people and they didn't say may i see a photo id to see your age thank you yeah the junior was hanging out with a sophomore (laughs) this is ridiculous that this is what trump's trying to hang his hat on he sounds serious one minute and then does something like this the next and that's where you lose people it's 9 46 it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc so we've been talking for a long time about how kareen jean pierre just doesn't answer questions she defers and refers and does all of that and even people on her own team now are saying that she is stonewalling so we're going to get to that coming up from 93 WIBC whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you What? Can I talk now? <laughs> oh, yeah. your show. Okay. Casey's trying to wait now because I, I called her out. You told me you told me I'm talking too fast before, so you came in very quickly. Uh, I can tell you when you don't like the bump music, you come in very quickly. <laughs> it's 9:50. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Casey, uh, you'll notice on the YouTube chat, Casey will sing to herself when she likes the bumper music. Mm-hmm. That's why it goes on longer. <laughs> you think yeah. so? Well, I've noticed sometimes though when we let the bumper music go too long that Facebook and YouTube will take it down. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's why I try oh, wow. to get in there quick to say oh. a word so that your good commentary can oh, get out to the you. masses. I appreciate that. That's, that's, nice what, that's what I'm doing. I, I'm caring. working it for the team, guys. Okay? 
Dave. I really appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> so I'll just start. Maybe I'll just burp and then let the music play so that we get some audio from us in there. Okay, let's talk about the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre. She has been blasted. She tried to explain the uh, revelation that there had been three Chinese spy balloons during the Trump administ- administration, but uh, the administration wasn't informed. And when she was asked about it, her answer went something kind of like this. Yeah, so look, I think that, and we've talked about this before, about how the, when it, let me be clear. That's a pretty good impression. You like that? It was great. How long did you practice that? I didn't blink as much as she does. How Uh, long did that take you to do, did you do that one take? Yeah, that was one take. Are you impressed? That's pretty amazing. (laughs) Scott Walker tweeted out, what a load of crap (laughs) to her answers. And even The View now is questioning her abilities as yeah. press secretary. Yeah, it's so bad that even The View, Sonny Host, and here is Sonny Host and grilling a cringe on Pierre over the stonewalling. As press secretary, you face some scrutiny for what some say is stonewalling reporters, slow dripping information, and saying that the search was over before new batches of documents came to light. The president, though, said he has no regrets about how that this was handled. Your response to the criticism? So let me first say, and I've responded to this before, you know, the information I have is the information that I was provided at the time by the White House counsel. Uh... But that's fine. But you didn't. It. It's just. The, it's the same thing with Mike Pence, right? It, it, it's one thing to say, you know, I don't. When he when he got asked on national TV on ABC about those documents, mm-hmm. about if he had classified documents, it'd be one thing to say, you know, I certainly don't think I I have them. If they would be there, they'd be there by mistake. Uh, I'll do a thorough uh, checking of my own properties, and I'll see, and then I'll get back to you right away. No. Cool. We're all fine with that. But you go when you go on national TV and you do the holier than thou, well, of course I don't have documents, but there'd be no reason for them to be there because you're trying to score political points. And I have no sympathy for, for you. You know, you made your own bed on that. Same thing here. If she had said, we are not aware of any other documents, uh, we will, again, fully cooperate. Uh, we will let you know as soon as documents arise. We will let you know all the information. We do not believe that there are any other documents, uh, but we will certainly continue to thoroughly investigate this and let you know. Okay, you're still probably lying to us, but now we're good. You, When you make a definitive statement mm-hmm. for political purposes or political favor or to gain political favor, and then that is proven factually incorrect, you're a liar. Right. Yeah, and it's really cringy to watch her lie and deflect and mumble and stumble, make it up as she goes along, ignoring questions. It's not a make it till you fake it situation because when you have conviction like that, you are asserting that this is the truth. And clearly, it wasn't the truth. And you've obtained some yes. some audio, yes. huh? This is very uh, exclusive audio by the Kendall and Casey show. I cannot reveal the source by which um, mm-hmm. I did uh, attain this. Um, and we just we have uh, Kate Cringe on Pierre. Um, just kind of a little montage of her excuses for being as untransparent as possible with the American public. No, I didn't. Honest. Uh, I ran out of gas. I had a flat tire. I, I didn't have enough money for cab fare. My touch didn't come back for the cleaners. An old friend came in from out of town. Someone stole my car. There was an earthquake. A terrible flood. Locust. It wasn't my fault, I swear to God. You know, I've been I've been using that audio for six years now on this radio station <laughs> to make fun of politicians. <laughs> and it keeps 
working. It's got legs. It just stands the test of time because these people just keep getting more pathetic. Just keeps going. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. More State of the Union coming up. I won't get to get what I'm after till the day I die.